representatives across the country to, to provide charitable estate planning services for nonprofits and donors and just a, a great mind and a great thinker and uh, we're really glad to have Bill join me today. So Bill, welcome. Thank you. Bill, I want to talk about transfer taxes and uh, just talk about that and, and so I want to kind of just throw it out there and just can, can you just explain what is transfer tax? Well, it's a tax. Uh, our government doesn't like you to be able to leave uh, vast amounts of wealth from one generation to the next. And uh, my understanding of the history of the transfer taxes, it actually came into being as kind of an antitrust statute where you had growing growing, growing amounts of wealth in a very small number of hands in the country. And so it's, it's a way to make sure we're redistributing things to different generations. And so it, the taxes transfers whether you give assets to heirs or whether you leave them to them at death. Those those are where you're typically going to tra trigger transfer tax. Okay, so so uh, let, let's focus in on maybe you know giving like what you're saying. You know, I guess we're talking about while we're alive. So so uh, what is the gift tax and and how is it calculated? Okay, so the, so gift tax is is when you when you transfer an asset while you're alive from one person to another, and you can have some states might have their own. State, state gift tax, but uh, we focus largely on the federal gift tax. And uh, I can give to somebody each year, each person can give to another person each year $14,000 with without counting at all as, as a gift for gift tax purposes. So as we call it per donor or per donee. And so mom and dad could give their son or daughter $28,000. Or if they like their son-in-law and daughter-in-law, they could give them a combined, you know, a married couple could give to a married couple a combined $56,000 under the current law. It's, it's pegged to inflation. So as uh, inflation accumulates to $1,000 increments, that will go up eventually to $15,000 in the next year or two, we, we would predict. And so that's the federal, how the federal gift tax works for just kind of the small, what we call annual exclusion gifts. There's also a lifetime gifting exemption of, uh, it's, it's tied to the 2012 law that we passed and set it at $5 million, but tied it to inflation as well for the first time. And so currently everybody has a $5.34 million exemption, lifetime gift giving exemption, and that's in the year 2014. And that will go up with inflation. So the way that works is if I gave my child, for example, $114,000 this year, 14 of that's my freebie and no exclusion, 100,000 of that is, is uh, not free, so I have a gift tax consequence that, that works together with the estate tax under our current federal tax law. Okay. Well, that, that's good. So, I mean, it sounds, you know, very complicated. <laughs> complicated, yeah. It can be complicated, and, and, you know, you have to watch when you trigger the gifts. There's also generation skipping transfer tax that I don't think we'll be going into in this call, but that's when you're giving things not to your children, but you're skipping a living generation. And so, so you have to watch those. But but they're unified credits, so the gift tax on federal law works together with the estate tax that I, that I think we're going to talk about here. Yeah, absolutely. Great segue. So, so let's talk about the estate tax. So you kind of mentioned it that if if somebody gives during a year more than their annual exclusion, then they would eat into this unified credit that right. that is could also be used for estate tax purposes. So, so uh, explain that to us. Explain the estate tax and and uh, what that is and how it's calculated. The estate tax is, is a tax levied on, uh, I joke with people that it's, it's the tax on you after you're gone for the privilege of living in this great country and having so much to leave behind. And there are, yeah. there are three ways you can leave things to heirs free of federal estate tax. You can leave everything to a, to a married 
to your spouse to whom you're married at the time of your death. There's, you get a deduction against the value of your estate for every dollar that you leave to a living spouse. It's called an unlimited marital deduction. Right. So if I have a billion dollars and I leave it in my name alone and I leave it all to my wife at my death, you take a billion dollars, you, you subtract a billion dollars, and my tax for estate tax purpose or my estate for estate tax purposes is zero. Okay. The other deduction you can use is an unlimited charitable deduction. So marital deduction, charitable deduction, you get to deduct a dollar for dollar whatever you leave to a qualified charity at death. So you can also lower your estate that way. So the third way to leave things free of federal estate tax is that at my death, whatever I didn't get to take out for marital deduction or charitable deduction, it can't equal or exceed more than what you referred to as the unified credit. And currently that's about $5.34 million. So as long as what I'm leaving all told to everybody else, not each person, but everybody else that's not a charity or my spouse, as long as it doesn't exceed $5.34 million at the time of my death, I'm okay. okay. Otherwise, I trigger a federal estate tax. The gift tax works with that because the example I gave with a $114,000 gift, if I had given a taxable gift during my lifetime, my options are two. One, I could actually write a check for the gift tax at the time, a $100,000 taxable gift. The gift tax is 40%, so I could write a $40,000 check to the U.S. Treasury to pay that tax at that time. Normally, that's not what we do. Normally, what we do is we, we file the gift tax return and coordinate it with the, the federal estate tax. And so now my $5.34 million just went down to 5.24 that I can leave tax-free death, and that's why we call it the unified credit. Okay. So you, you use some of it during life, some of that credit during yeah, life. You could. Okay. So, so what all is, is included in that, that figure? I mean, I, I, my, my question is, uh, you know, we talk about assets and leaving, and so we immediately think of, of money and cash, but what else is included besides just money? Uh, well, it's anything of value. Uh, you can leave real estate, cars, uh, artwork, you know, theoretically your furniture, jewelry, and clothing all add to this. Uh, you might be leaving people not necessarily an outright interest, but an income stream from some sort of vehicle. So I leave, may leave assets in a trust that pays to um, uh, my children for a term of years and then give the remainder to charity. And if it qualifies for a charitable deduction, I get to I get to exclude part of that value from my estate, but but that income stream has a present value that can be arrived at under using IRS and other appropriate tables. So anything I leave to anybody of value is going to be counted as part of my estate for estate tax purposes. Okay. All right. So you know, how is it calculated? What what uh, you, you mentioned a 40% on on the gift tax if it's if we leave more than that annual exclusion amount. So what about estate tax? Is it the same? Same rate. Uh, it used to be much more complicated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But now it's the same rate, and so so you calculate it by set, you take your gross estate. So if your estate's worth uh, 6.34 million dollars, and you've uh, you, you've made 340 thousand dollars of taxable gifts during your lifetime, more than your 14 thousand. Well, now you know of the 6.34 million, you could leave 5 million tax-free because you've eaten up some of your credit. But if you have a charitable clause in your estate plan, for example, that says I want to leave 1.34 million to charity. We just took your state down to 5 million, and that's how. So you 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 take off anything that's that's uh, given to charity. You take off anything from your gross estate that's given to a surviving spouse. You you reduce the exemption you have left by any taxable gifts you made during your lifetime on which you didn't already pay the taxes, and then whatever's left, if if it exceeds what your remaining exemption amount is or your unified credit, you pay a tax on that 
that overage of 40% as well. Okay. So, so who, who actually pays that? The estate does. The, the estate will pay that. Um, so the executive of your estate or the trustee of your trust, if you have, if that's who's handling it for you. And they do it by filing a form. There's a form 706, the federal tax return, federal state tax return, that's due within nine months of the date of death where you have to report all this stuff to the IRS. If you make lifetime gifts, there's a form for that as well. It's a form 709 where you report those gifts. And, and we're just scratching the surface because we're talking about federal estate right. tax. There may be a state estate tax or gift tax. There may be an inheritance tax that, that state levy. So there are other taxes that could come into play. Okay. But, but generally, I mean, I think, I think what, what trying to understand is that if you have more than 5.34 million today, and it may, you may be indexed for, for inflation, that if you are giving that to individuals and you're not giving it to your spouse or to charity, then there will be a 40% estate tax federally down that amount. Yes, and, if you, and even if you have an estate that size and you're leaving it to your spouse, there's planning that should be done ahead of time because the estate could grow and there are things you can do while you're married while you're married and your spouse is alive that you lose a lot of options upon somebody's death to shelter essentially double that amount from taxes. You, a married couple, could, if they plan properly, can leave over $10 million to their heirs tax-free. Okay, so, uh, so this is great information. I mean, it, you know, I think used to there was a scare tactic of, you know, the government's going to take half of your estate. Um, you know, really there's a, you know, I don't know what percentage, maybe you have, a, you know, what percentage of estates are in the taxable rate. It's, I mean, it's under 5%. I don't have that number offhand, but it's right. under 5%. So, so a small percentage of Americans are even exposed to the estate tax and perhaps the gift tax. I mean, that, that's, to me, there's other issues that we could get into there, but, but, to be aware of the fact that that exclusion amount is, is very high, so we state tax really doesn't affect a lot of or a great percentage of Americans. Yes, other than potentially states. True, true. Uh, different conversations. Well, different conversations. Right. So, so as far as the nonprofits are concerned, so what? What? You know, why? Why would nonprofits? Um, you know, what are some things that nonprofit people that work at nonprofit organizations need to be looking for, be talking to their donors about, uh, as far as the estate tax? Well, one thing I think the, the rising estate tax exemption. So, so in the history of having an estate tax in this country, it, it's at a highest level of exemption that we've ever had, and it's going to get higher and higher. So, so a lot of our history and training is those of us who work in with nonprofits or for nonprofits. We've all a lot of times focused on the estate tax implications and to get donations, mm -hmm. and, and we need to shift our thinking on that. People. I do not believe are primarily driven by taxes to make gifts. So we need to really tap into what are the real motives and what are they really want to accomplish. Yes, the taxes will drive some of the tools, and it will even drive a small percentage of the population to make gifts. But the vast majority of people supporting organizations are not being driven because they're trying to avoid estate taxes. Yeah, right. Great. Well, this has been great. Thank you for your time, and uh, that, that, I, I, we appreciate it. Thank you.